I'm Hilary Naughton. Welcome to the Uprint Podcast. It's time to remember your power and become the architect of your reality. Join me as we explore the art of intentional co-creation. We delve into the science and the magic. Hear expansive stories from entrepreneurs and creatives around the world who channeled their ideas and inspiration into real life by following their passions and staying true to their inner guidance. My intention is to empower you to act on your desires and live a life in vibrant color. Thanks for tuning in. Now we vibe. Good day. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining me as always. Here we are. We are at the second to last interview for or from rather the live from Habitat and Byron Bay interview series. Can you believe it? Now that we've gotten through them in terms of editing, I just want to get them out so you guys can hear them and listening back to them, especially this one with Richard. So we're today we're we're talking to Richard Francis from Melio Skincare and we had an incredible conversation that I had completely forgotten about in my haze of having just a very long to-do list. And I finished editing, sent it off to Walker, who does all the mixing for the show and the sound for the show. And what I was left with was just kicking myself, really. I was thinking, this is such a great conversation. What took me so long to get all this stuff out there? And how can I stop letting stress turn into procrastination? And, and I thought about it now that I'm on the other side of it and what got me through besides my morning routine, which I talked about in the episode with Tiffany Jackson, the Vedic meditation teacher was also just taking action. And so I would sit down at my desk and turn on my little podcast gear, add the episode to the editing software that I use and just say, okay, I'm going to do 20 minutes of this episode. And then it would be at the end, it'd be like 45 minutes, an hour later. And I'd think, okay, that wasn't so hard. And then I did it again. And then I thought, all right, you know what? I have just built this story up so big about how hard it's going to be to get all these things done that it's turned into something that it's not. It's like the boogeyman, you know, it's not real. So I thought about you guys and maybe you have a huge to-do list at the moment because most people do. Maybe there is a task that you know is going to be for your greater good, but you keep putting it off for whatever reason. You're tired. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you don't feel ready. Whatever it is, how can you move through it and just do the damn thing? And my best tip, besides the morning routine and getting your head clear and and exercise and you know feeling more energized from that it's also just taking action and not letting the story build into something that it's not because as someone who is a reformed procrastinator can we say that i think we will i have found with these long to-do lists that the best way to get through them is just to take action and do it in little bite-sized steps. And before you know it, you will be releasing all the episodes of a podcast, you know, of interviews that you've been waiting three months to send out. So 
here we are today. We are talking to Richard Francis. He is the co-owner and founder of Melio Skincare. Melio was founded out of a lockdown project in 2020 because they couldn't find high quality products on the shelves that were simple to use, effective, sustainable, and inclusive. So Richard just did it. And he's like, I'm going to take the bull by the horns and create this myself. So he was like a little scientist professor mixing things up, trying different botanicals. And it turns out that mangosteen, the fruit, was the hero ingredient. So this is a beautiful story. We talk about so many things, a lot more than then the skincare line, we talk about Richard's childhood. We talk about his relationship with one of his parents and how forgiveness and healing a traumatic relationship has shifted his life. There are so many good nuggets that you can take away from this. So, you know the drill. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and I will catch you on the other side. All right, welcome to the show. Today we have Richard Francis from Melio. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm You're- excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we're going to be here live with the sounds of smoothies going. We'll just talk through it. Uh, we had one of my daughters come in when I was interviewing Lisa. Oh. She was screaming. Yeah. No, like actually like an F-U scream. And like, I only want my mom. And then the other one came in and was like, where's my backpack? Fun. Yeah. So like, who knows whatever happens. We'll just keep going. I love it. Okay, cool. Nice. Cool. Well, um, you're here to talk about your skincare line. Yes. But like, I love to start before we kind of jump into that story with a bit of how you grew up, where you grew up, and what was modeled to you on what you thought was possible. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. Let's do it. Go ahead. Where did you grow up? Um, so I grew up originally in San Francisco. Okay. Um, like actually grew up in San Fran. Yeah. Not many uh, people well, can say that. Daily City, which yeah, yeah. is about 10 days. minutes, 10, 15 Maybe 20 tops. Yeah, it's by the topic. airport. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, grew up there till I was about, let's say, seven or eight. Um, my dad got remarried um, to his partner, who he's still with, and she was from Australia. Um, and in 1990, we moved over to Melbourne, Melbourne, Victoria, and lived there till 95. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, did, did you get a passport? I did. Okay, nice. I did get a passport. My dad became a citizen, mm-hmm. and through him, I became a permanent resident. Okay. And what was your dad like? Like, what was it like growing up with him um, and your stepmom? It was a bit chaotic. Um, it was an intense environment. Um, he was a great dad, but it, you know, the dynamics changed once he got married. Um, and what brought me back to San Francisco was that my grandmother passed away, and I was very, very close to her. So I went back for the funeral and then decided to stay back in California. Oh, in 95? 95. And so you were what, like 12? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you stayed with your mom? Yes, I moved in with my mom um, and lived with her till I was 15. Okay. And um, never really grew up with my mom, so I didn't know her. Um, So it was a bit intense, especially at that age. I had my little brother and sister, my older sister, and we're all living together. And then at about 15... Um, I just kind of figured this dynamic, the environment, wasn't what I could deal with as um, just how the household ran. And so at 15, I moved out. Um, I, was, I had a job at that age. Um, I was still finished high school. Um, and I was able to find an apartment, a bedroom, at my friend's um, house. Okay, and like you rented I, it from them? I rented a bedroom out from them. 
So wow. I've been on the go ever since I was 15. Okay, so you've always been hustling. Yeah. What was the job that you had at 15? I worked as a lifeguard, a oh, swim wow. instructor, and a water aerobics teacher. <laughs> That's why you have that body. <laughs> no. Okay, but so you're a very you. competent swimmer. Um, I used to be. Okay. Uh, I don't think you lose that ability. Oh, uh, it's a bit of a struggle now. But okay. I, oh. I'm not so consistent with it. Okay. But um, I do love the water. And how can't you here in Byron? Oh, it's so beautiful. Well, and how do you think the environment that you grew up in, like, did you feel like it was something that you had to kind of rise above and then create from a space of, okay, I'm not going to live my life that way? Or was were there pieces of your childhood that you now can look on and say, like, oh, I'm so glad that I went through that because it prepared me for this other thing? I think it's a bit of a balance of both because the situation was quite intense and I knew that it wasn't going to work for me. Um, so it was pretty much autopilot and it was, okay, you got to finish school. You've got to work. It's survival moment. You know, it's just go, go, go. And now that I take the time to look back, it's pretty, I'm proud of myself. And also my sister who went through the same thing, my older sister, it was grow up quick. You've got to survive. You've got to do what you've got to do. And I, I think it's kind of funny when I look back at it because there's points in times where I'm like, God, I didn't have to go to school. I could have written my own note and skipped school and done all this stuff. But it was quite, I didn't know really any better. Mm -hmm. I just went to school, went to work, hung out with some friends sometimes, and it was just routine. And you didn't get into any trouble? No. I never, no, yeah. And now with the tools that you have looking back, do you have more kind of compassion for your parents and kind of what it was? The last guest that we had on, she was talking about all the trauma that she went through as a child. And once she started to take a look at it and mm. heal it, that she could have more compassion for what where her parents were and what they went through and kind of meet. She was saying she met her parent, like herself as an eight-year-old, met her parents as their eight-year-old self. Yeah. And like, okay, what what it was that formed them. That. Isn't that so beautiful? Amazing. Well, it just makes you just have a lot more compassion for them because when you're in it, you can really feel like it's easy to blame your parents for yes. like doing a shitty job and yeah. being like, oh, like you didn't do this for me. You didn't show up. You didn't hold space for me in this way. But yeah. then when you're older and you have more tools, you can be like, and when you are, you're now the step parent, right? And you're like, this is actually really hard. <laughs> You're like, no wonder they messed it up because, mm. like, it's actually very difficult. Was there anything – have you had that moment yet of looking back and having more compassion for them? I um, I didn't talk to my dad after I moved back in 95 for years until I moved back in 2017. So he still lives in Victoria. Okay. And, yes, to answer your question, because I can actually look back at how they grew up and the cycle that they went through and what – you know, how they were brought up. And I've really looked at every situation in my life now where if I get frustrated at something um, or at someone, I'm, I kind of take a step back and think, what happened? How did this happen for you? Like, what's the cycle? What's going on? And both on both of my side, uh, parents' side, um, they had real difficult difficulty with their parents. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that cycle that happens, that trauma that happens, it gets passed on. So to be able to take a step back and look at that really helps me grow and let go of a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. Well, and what was it that prompted you? So you moved back. What was it like to, do you mind if I ask with reconnecting with your dad? 
I came to a place where I moved back because of my partner. I never thought I'd come back to Australia. Yeah, of course. And, and then you like in married, Melbourne too. <laughs> you marry an Aussie man. You're like, yeah. wow. Well, it's probably the universe bringing, like, wanting to bring you closure on this loop with your dad. And that's how I took it. Okay. I thought to myself, here's an opportunity to either have a relationship with him and let it go or myself because I find when I was younger, it was about everybody else. It was about keeping up. But now it's about closure for myself for healing or getting rid of that uh, trauma that's happened. And gave him a call. You still had his number? Yeah. Same number. Same number. Oh, Same. God. Oh, God. Did you have it? Like, like how did that remember? <laughs> like, I remember. Oh, you remembered it. Remembered well, it. But we're, from, we're the same age. We were saying from your tattoo, yeah. 82. Yeah. And um, I can still remember home phone numbers. Yeah. Because, like, Isn't we had to. crazy? I know. 562 yeah. <laughs> That was my home number in Long Beach. <laughs> but, so like, good. but it's in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's so like same one number. one of those things that you, you go back to. You're like, oh, Okay. Yeah, and now could you tell me the mobile number of your partner? Probably not. Or could you? Four four seven one triple five four two. Oh, nice. Now There's someone's going to call him. Num- <laughs> 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 if he gets like a prank call. Yeah, no, it's all good. But so you can. Okay, some people are like, I don't even know their number three, for my partner. One or two numbers, maybe three tops that I remember. One is his, my sister's, and for some reason, an old boss. I oh. Because I worked for her for like 10 years. Are you guys still cool? Yeah. Okay, I still good. talk to her. She's okay. still in California and L.A. Um, Wait, so, but, so we were at when you called your dad? So I was still in San Francisco, um, but I decided to take advantage of it. Like, you know, here's an opportunity, either have a relationship, whatever that may be. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least try. Yeah. So I did. And we're actually, we get along. He calls quite a bit. I'll call him to check on him. And I've had many years to think back on what's happened in life and give kind of gift gift him that opportunity to be like okay I'm here what's up yeah like, well, how can we get along and it was a big step for myself because a lot of the stuff that I went through was because of the relationship that he was in and I didn't necessarily get along with her mm-hmm. and so it really changed the dynamic and it really hurt. There was a few instances that things have happened that caused quite a bit of trauma and he wasn't there for me. So I was quite upset. Um, but I was willing to let all that go and kind of start fresh, see what happens, like give the opportunity at least to myself. Wow. That's so huge. Yes. Yeah, so you have to let go of your ego in that. And also the hurt. It's like almost, you have to step in and be like, a parent role in a lot of ways and just yeah. and give them that grace, you know? It's funny that you say that because, you know, through some therapy, um, I it was mentioned that when you look back and you look at your father's trauma, how is he acting? And it's almost childlike. So it is that cycle. It is that growth. It's that change, like what they're used to. But for me, it was up to me to break that cycle. How can I change that? Because... I held a lot of trauma. I held a lot of pain. Um, but I just, I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to let it go. I wanted growth. I wanted change. I was just, I was used to all of that. And it, it, when you come to a certain point, one way or the other way. Oh, yeah. You're going to either hold on to it and die bitter yeah. or you're going to just forgive. So it sounds like forgiveness is like a big tool for you to heal that trauma. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I, one of the other guests we had on last week, one guy, he was talking about, he uses movement and dance mm. to um, 
heal trauma yeah. uh, in yourself. And he teaches it. That's to, amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. He's incredible. And um, we, and we talked about this concept of when you heal yourself, that you heal your lineage, and you give. When you, when you forgive your parents, when you forgive anyone that might have wronged you or when you were a child, someone yeah. that like caused you trauma, that it's almost like you can see that person now transform. It's like, it's like a light that like you're getting, you're glowing yeah. and you imagine them kind of stepping forward, you hold hands and then like that light just like shoots down your line. So I think that's a lot of the work that we, we're being called to do right now, which yes. is like heal, heal that generational trauma so that you can stop those patterns yes, exactly and then move right. forward with something fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So from that relationship with your dad, San Francisco, what were you actually doing for work? Like, how did you get into skincare? So my background is in cosmetics. I started as a makeup artist years ago. That's why Um, you have amazing brows and lashes. (laughs) (laughs) On fleek. I mean, do people say on fleek anymore? Does that make us old? I don't know. But you just brought it back. Oh, I just brought it back. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you started as makeup like at Mac? So I started actually with a company called NARS. Oh, I know NARS. Um, yeah, yeah, I still use their beautiful. lip liner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I started with NARS um, and self-taught, but with their courses as well. I went into a department store and I was looking for a job. Which one? Like Macy's? Macy's. Oh, nice. <laughs> totally at Macy's. All right, cool. NARS in counter Concord. Macy's. Oh, in, in the Concord. East Bay. Yes, in Concord. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, changing so, lives. Yeah. Um, and... It's funny that I think about that right now because I'd actually moved for a partner to be with them as well. Like In the East I, Bay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's like kind of your jam. That's your pattern. I, apparently, I just that just clicked. <laughs> nice. Well, now you made it to Byron because yeah. of it. So, like, yeah. go you. Go You're me. winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that before. Just, like, it, people can't see it. Although there's, like, a video that you're recording. But just, like, the na- this stunning natural beauty. Even came from California, which is considered a beautiful place. Yeah. But, like, Byron is just, like... On another level. Magical. Yeah, and the, the people energy, that it brings here. People, yes. you can actually have a conversation. They're looking at you. They want to have that connection. And it's, I feel like being here has landed, has given me that opportunity to be able to do that. Like, I love being here. Same. I feel like we're so lucky. So Two little lucky. Americans, like, stowaways. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they never find out we're here. <laughs> we made it. We made we're, it. We're good. We are good. So, so you're NARS, Macy's, Concord. Yes. Okay. And so I worked with NARS um, for, say, about a year, year and a half. And then I moved back to San Francisco and have always wanted to work with Mac and jumped, was able to get on their team. And I learned so much from working with the people that was in the industry at that time because it was all about the artistry. It was all oh, yeah. about the make, like, just creating these beautiful looks well that was like when like lady gaga was like there like they had all like oh so who who were like the faces of it when you started do you remember oh gosh um that's a hard one actually yeah i'm trying to think like because i know that i used to go to the mac counter for every event like you know right before madonna changed into this different like mdma (laughs) she's like mdna that was like before that phase or the phase now where she's before before okay before that still kind of I don't know, maybe like fabulous. Rain. Yeah. Okay. She's still fabulous in a different way, but that just that a different, genuine. Like I don't know, but I would, I definitely go to, towards her when I think around the makeup side of what I was doing. Okay. Um, and yeah, the people I met and the artistry skills were just phenomenal. And then so I did that for quite a few years, and 
I just decided to make a change in career paths because the way it was changing, I just found myself um, wasn't enjoying it as much. And I just wanted to do something totally different. And this is where I met a friend of mine who I worked with for about 10 years. um, And she managed a bar, um, Castro District. Oh, cool. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Were you already, yeah. Were you already out at that time? Yeah. Okay. So I um, actually came out when I moved out of my mom's house. I just thought. When you turned 15. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to be myself and just went with it. Cool. And Did you find acceptance? The fun, when I graduated high school, I'd never been surrounded by such amazing, eclectic people like football players, the cholos, the cheerleaders, the nerds. Like, just it, it never felt clicky at the end of high school. I could go to any group and it was just comfort. Because you're being yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to be myself and they allowed that as well because I just didn't put up with anything. Yeah. So. Well, and you're like a 15-year-old living on your own. They're like, who is this badass? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I didn't look at it like that, but thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> like you're like living in like a, yeah, no, it's like you're like living the dream already in high school. Yeah. For, from yeah, from a high schooler's perspective. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So you came out then and then you were saying yeah, you worked so, with, in the bar, yes. in the Castro. In the Castro. I used to do Soul Cycle. Yeah, in the game. Yes, right. yeah. on the corner. Yes. Did you do Soul Cycle yes, there too? Oh I my did. God, we probably did a Soul Cycle <laughs> class together. I was addicted to Soul Cycle forever. It's great. Oh, like the best. It's so good. I, it was never recreated here. They didn't bring it here, but then. Oh, like the best. Yeah. Cry. Really good. Yeah. Just get it all out. Yeah. Okay. So were you, were you living in the Castro? I was living in the mission area between okay, cool. 24th and 25th at Mission in Valencia yeah, on yeah. Bartlett Street. Okay, it's cool. the best little nook of a, a street because you're surrounded by this beautiful culture on one side. And on the other side, you have all these amazing restaurants, boutique stores. Taquerias. So it was so, oh, oh, like how much I do you miss, miss Mexican so food? Much. I know, I know. <laughs> I was saying before, my husband and I lived in Potrero Hill forever. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I'd always walk down to the mission mm-hmm. and get burritos there. And yep. like just like 16th Street. Yeah, like 16th. Yes, right like past like the sketchy Vons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, you Absolutely. might get mugged, but you uh-huh. didn't. Yeah. Okay. So, you, so what were you doing in the cat? So, what were you doing at this bar? So, like, literally started from bottom up. I started as a door guy, I started collecting glasses, stocking stuff. And then I became a bar back, which is right underneath the bartender. And so I did that for quite a few years and I followed my friend who ended up opening up her own place and worked at that restaurant bar. And then um, right before I moved here, I managed her bar on Market Street. Oh, cool. And it was one of the best, funnest vibe places I've ever worked. What was the name of it? High Tops. I don't know if I went in. It's like a, it's known as a gay sports bar. Okay. I probably didn't go in then. (laughs) (laughs) But everybody was welcome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, Um, cool. So I did that. What year was that? 2017 is when I moved over here. So I did that for about two years because I went from the restaurant that she opened and then managed that bar. Gotcha. Well, in 2017 is when you met your partner. I is met that, him is about that, a year and a half before that. Okay. And when he's integral to your business, to Melio, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you, how did you meet him? Are you allowed to, can you talk about it? So we met because he came into the restaurant that I was working at. Okay. And we just chatted, made connection and kind of rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we did um, over a year long distance. Okay. And then, um, cause what he was going through, um, decided to move at that point. Yeah. Okay. Well, so did he know you had an Aussie passport? 
I didn't have a Nazi passport. Oh, you didn't have I one then? I just had my American one. Oh, I thought you would have gotten it from your dad. No, because he became a citizen a few years later. Oh, and the, okay, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, okay. So I still had my American one, but okay. through that, it was a, a permanent resident. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All so right, I was cool. able to go back and forth and, yeah. Okay. So, um, 2017. 2017, moved to, from San Francisco to Geelong. Oh my God. And if anyone doesn't know, it's like Geelong is like a, a small town <laughs> yeah. in Victoria, yep. which is where Melbourne is, but yep. it's um, not a bustling, vibrant city like in the same way that San Francisco is. Not at all. Were you like, I totally just messed <laughs> what, up my life? What did I do? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. What am I doing yes. here? <laughs> oh no, when we moved to Port Melbourne, which is like in the city in Melbourne from yeah. San Fran, my husband and I were like, oh, we've ruined our lives. <laughs> like we, it took, but then we said, we're going to give this five years, yep. you know, to, to really give it a go because we assumed that because we speak English, they speak English, like we, we cool. Like we, we can assimilate different. to the culture. Different. Oh, the culture is so different, but like so beautifully so. But in the beginning, like there's so many hard lessons. Oh yeah. So you're in Geelong, so and in are Geelong. you like? Yeah, it was quite an experience because you know you're used to the busy, the bustle, the, the even the culture, the diversity, diversity. of yeah. the people that are there. Um, it's definitely changed in the past five years, five to six years. Well, it'll be six years that'll be here, but. From when I was there in 2017 to leaving last year, it's especially after the pandemic, mm-hmm. everybody moved out of Melbourne yeah. and went out. Oh, and went out to Everybody the- went out, yeah. So we had our house um, in Geelong. Mm-hmm. And then um, last year in January, we sold the house. And we, as Amelia, we wanted to be a bit closer to the farms up north, um, decided to move. And so we drove up from Geelong and ended up staying in Byron. On the way. Yeah. And then not leaving. No. (laughs) One of the best decisions ever. 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 Well, it's like divine intervention. Yeah. You know, like if you follow kind of, I'm big into like following the breadcrumbs, just kind of being in the flow, following the path and being open to what could possibly happen. I feel like you're absolutely right. Because at a certain point when we were moving, it was such a pivotal pivotal point because you know you're starting a business you're really believing in something and things are following along and even though there's a bit of chaos in the background something just felt right and it's just this place that's allowed me to kind of almost rebirth myself in a different way where having those challenges and having you know anxiousness anxiety and feeling the tremors and just trying to make a decision like at this point right now, living here has really allowed me to slow down and just look at it instead of being rash about it or quick and just, you know, those maybe not so smart decisions that are made. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, when you're, and I think when you get in your head too much about it, Uh, but like when you're here, I remember before I moved here, I thought, yes, it's a beautiful place to live and I'd love to be here. And we really were intentional about moving here, but Mm. I didn't expect it to feel so slow, Yeah. but that's my favorite part about it. It's so good. It's so good. Now when I like go to like cities, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like a country bumpkin. Now I'm like, it's so fast here. There's people everywhere. Yeah. But like your nervous system can relax. Yeah, absolutely. that's what we need. You need an opportunity to like, oh yeah, <laughs> we're expanded in the flow. Yes. I, I dosed Richard with um, my, uh, the, like the flower essence yeah. expanded, gets you in the flow, magnetic, all the things. And, um, and so must yes, have. Is, I must have, it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, um. so now that we're into, like we're at the part with Melio. So 
Tell us about Melio and like, and where did that idea come from? So Melio came from a COVID project. Um, we were at home. Obviously, I wasn't able to work in the hospital or cosmetics. Um, Mark um, was able to slow down for the first time. He wasn't able to travel because with his work, he's everywhere. He's your partner. Yes. What does he do? He's in animal pharmaceuticals. Gotcha. So they, like a chemist? Yeah, or- kind of. But they come up with the drug um, and then he goes out and... Um, meets the clients and so they build this beautiful brand and then try to sell it to the next company that wants to take it over so very smart guy science background um, beautiful heart um, and so COVID actually helped our relationship because he stopped and he was home and it really allowed us to kind of grow figure things out and for him too like with the kids the kids were able to see their dad a lot more he was more present um, and it was a good thing. And so our little thing is he wanted to make gin at home. So he started making gin. He got a still, he made the alcohol, he got the botanicals. And when the gin was made, I didn't want to throw the botanicals away and we were running out of skincare. We couldn't go to the store. So I thought, why don't I try to do it at home? So I ordered a bunch of stuff, popped the botanicals in there. And it really did well with friends and family. Oh, like yeah. so botanicals so such random. as like um, what kind of like fruits and So like vanilla. Fruit. Um, what else did we use? We used everything like star anise. We used um, mandarins. Everything. Anything that you could find. Yeah. He'd pop it in. Like he went and found beautiful grapes and soaked the grapes in there. So it was, it was a fun passion project that knock on wood we will hopefully do further down the line. Yeah. Um, We've but, had the, the, the gin guy from... Um, Byron, uh, Brookies? Brookies gin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, like, talked about the whole, like, you would never know that that creating gin is, like, a, a really art. beautiful art. Yeah. And just the ingredients that you put in it are so, like, natural and beautiful. It's, like, a whole thing. You just think it's, like, a spirit and, like, people get drunk on it. Oh. But, no, it's, like, a whole thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. So and it's great because you can pick and choose what you want in there and make so many different flavors. Because when you look at gin... I think you you think of just alcohol, right? Like what you were just saying. But yeah, you can create all these beautiful flavors and different palettes and just, it, it's endless. Yeah. Okay, so you're like creating this uh, skincare at home yeah. and people are like, oh, this is actually working. This is nice. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it started yeah. with the moisturizer. Okay. Um, and was giving it to some friends and family. They loved it. And What were they loving about it? That uh, it um, absorbed quite quickly. Okay. It didn't sit on the skin. It was lightweight with a really beautiful whipped kind of texture. So it wasn't like gluggy or heavy. Um, I really push for it. It's a gender neutral brand. Okay. So it's for everyone and anyone. And obviously everybody's skin's different, but testing it out and seeing how you like it, it's, it's not irritating. We concentrate on higher actives and less ingredients. Okay. So you're getting a better bang for your buck. Um, and we want it to be able to be reachable for, you know, at a good price point for people. It's a really important thing to me about the brand as well is growing up really quick and going through puberty at that stage. You don't really have anybody educating you on what's happening. Like, why am I, why am I breaking out? Or why is this happening? Why do I feel oily? Why do I feel greasy? And it's an opportunity to help educate kids how to start taking care of yourself, feeling confident in yourself. So it's been quite endless with opportunities and we're just kind of figuring out how to get up there. 
Yeah, yeah. Or, or like how to get the word out. Yeah. Yeah, because how do you, if you, a lot of people listening are looking for inspiration on like on taking that leap on yeah. an idea that they have, which you've done, right? You had this idea, you've taken that leap. And and what would you say was the biggest roadblock to that, that you had to push through? You no, know, I think um, it can be very hard financially to be able to start something like this and the confidence as well, because it's a very bu- busy market. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots happening. But one of the best things is having Mark, my partner, who's a go-getter, a pusher, like in a positive way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that gives the confidence of, okay, you have something good here. Like, let's see where it can go. And also with his background um, in his industry, he knows quite a few people as um, cosmetic formulists. Oh, perfect. And yeah. So through those connections, um, I personally have been fortunate to be able to get to where we're at. Um, but I think if you really believe in it and you feel confident about it, why not take a step and jump into it? Because at least you're not going to say what if, or I should have, or I could have. And when you surround yourself with amazing creative people, and I have found that here in Byron, um, people are always willing to give you some advice. They're always willing to listen. They're always willing to... Just, you know, if they have, oh, I know this person, this, this person can help you out. There's always this connection. So I think not just personally, but also for work, it's been, Byron's just been this amazing place to allow yourself to grow. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's um, the energy here and why I started the podcast was because I, I would just meet the most interesting people everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, someone needs to capture like the, like a snapshot of what's happening here right now and the people yeah. that are coming through because everyone has an interesting story to tell. And like what you said, like it's like this, um, you have to be creative to stay here and live here because it is so expensive and people are... They're creating from a heart-centered place, from a passionate place. So to turn your passion into something that actually you can monetize so you can afford to live here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, it's a whole thing. So it yeah. really, it's like the, like the diamond, you know, it's like you're under all this pressure and then you can like flourish and you have this community around you of people who are doing the same thing. Yeah. So you're all in the trenches together, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's so like beautiful. if you capture that and dust that diamond off and realize like that's your opportunity like jump on it and take it and believe in it and allow yourself to grow it's this endless opportunity and things just start moving along things people start coming around and yeah it's it's if you believe in what you're doing and you're passionate about it and you have this drive and you're scared allow yourself to be scared totally because that's what's going to guide you that's what's going to allow and and take be be scared yeah. Take Feel advantage it. of that. Yeah, totally. Because when you're immersed in it, you're going to push so hard and allow yourself to just be creative, reach out, and take every opportunity in. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> well, and how did you find, like, so mangosteen is a main ingredient. Yes, yeah. Yes. And I remember mangosteen, so Costco, they used to have, like, Stop these big, it. yeah, they used to have the big mangosteen bottles, and I would take shots of it. Yeah. The juice. The juice. No way. Yeah, yeah, this was, like, in Costco. When, in Costco, but I was probably, like, <laughs> 
16 or something. Okay. And someone was like, this is like the juice of the gods. Like it's, I think they were like, it's anti-aging. And, says, and like, I'm 16. And I'm like, I need to look more youthful. <laughs> at 16. Yeah, at 16. Like you don't know anything. As yeah, I'm like yeah. probably smoking cigarettes and getting yeah, drunk yeah. and all the uh, things. Totally. Yeah. So why, tell us about like how you found man- mangosteen and why mangosteen. So mangosteen came about from a friend of ours um, who'd mentioned that it was being studied by Deakin University for bipolar disorder. And that it has beautiful benefits. It has anti-inflammatory, antioxidants, and um, it's more of like a mental upper kind of like okay. it makes like it gives you a boost. Good. Yeah, it makes oh, you feel okay. good. Um, but we actually use the pericarp of it, which is the meat of the fruit that uh, the meat of the fruit, and it protects it. So we don't actually use the fruit. We freeze dry the fruit because we have potential to use that in another space. Okay, yeah. Um, but we use that pericarp, which is. Beautiful, rich, red, maroon color. Oh. Um, bitter as if you try to taste it. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> but- not something you want to eat. <laughs> but it's got all these beautiful properties in it. And um, we decided, why not? Like, he threw it in the gym. Yeah, okay. So and was it, like, it was he like, oh, okay. this is too bitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And then did he study? How did he know that there were so many therapeutic benefits of the… Research. Just looking okay. it up. Yeah. Um, and if… The study that Deacon did, um, to my knowledge, um, was that it, they, it didn't follow through. It didn't go to what they were expecting it to. But um, with skincare, it's definitely, that's our hero ingredient. Mangosteen is what, and it's not really known in the industry as well. Um, so it's this, it's that diamond, it's that gem, it's that um, beautiful ingredient and we just pair it with uh three others so as i said before higher actives mm-hmm. less ingredients yeah yeah and so it's almost like it, it supercharges the the formula yeah the other things that you That's have with our it. ingredient okay all right and so what's your main your, your your product line now as it stands so we started with the serum mm-hmm. um which is beautiful it's um it absorbs quite quickly um it's is that what you have on your skin right now? I do. Your skin looks so good. <laughs> yeah, you. you're welcome. Thank it's you. like glowing. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, we've gotten some amazing feedback with the serum. Um, lightweight, just playing around with it. Like use it day and night. You can use it for your moisturizer. It's great under any kind of makeup. It helps to sit really well. Um, for men, it's really great to pop over the beard because it penetrates all the way down to the root. So you don't get that flaky and it softens the skin. Okay. So as I said before, it's gender neutral. Yep, yep. Um, So it's for everyone. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's where we're at right now. We have a serum. Okay. And we plan on a few other products that are coming down the line. Again, hero ingredient is mangosteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you noticed the samples that I gave you. The colors that we have are because that's what the mangosteen, the colors that are from the mangosteen. Oh, what do you Which mean? So I have it here in purple. my hand. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the beautiful so the purple. So the mango scene on the outside is this beautiful purple, rich. And then the inside, the fruit, is kind of like a lychee. Okay. Um, yep, yep, So yep. that's the pink and the white undertones. <gasps> oh, beautiful. Yeah. So it's okay, not so like gender colored or um, chosen because uh, it's a color that we like. We just went with what the fruit is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love it. I think Thank it's you. beautiful. Wait, so where can people get it? So we are currently online. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go through Instagram. It's at melioskincare.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're planning on a few stores locally here in Byron. Cool. Um, and I'm also selling it out of the office. Oh, nice. Like, out of my trunk. <laughs> You're like, square. come to my trunk. 
<laughs> like you're like totally I have bootleg hustling. CDs and <laughs> totally hustling. <laughs> That's what you have to do, right? Exactly. When you have something that you believe in as yeah. well, it's like it's not even work. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, are you in that stage There's where you're so like it's still fun? Ideas yeah, in my yeah. head, and I'm fortunate that I have that we've had and have beautiful people around us that are working with us to make this come to life. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I can't wait to have you back on in like a year and see what changes. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Well, so uh, we always end the show in the same way. If you could send a message back to yourself at any age, what age would you be? And what would your little love note to yourself say? Uh, Probably go back around eight or nine around that time and tell myself, got this Mm, it's gonna be okay yeah thank you for joining me today my intention is always that you leave feeling inspired in some way in a better mood you have that bit of courage to to take action on whatever it is that you're wanting to create right now that idea that's been brewing in the back of your mind for the last six months or six years It's all about just taking little steps each day. So hopefully this gave you a bit of motivation to do that. If you enjoyed the episode and want to stay up to date with the happenings of the show, please subscribe on Spotify, Apple. We're also on iHeartRadio now. And you can also leave us a review in your app. It's a great way to show your support for the show. And as always, have a beautiful day and until next week.